Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Corner Flag Talk Podcast. I'm a happy man, guys. I'm a happy man. The difference one week makes. Yeah, boy, for real. For real. I'm a happy man, guys. I will lie. I sat here on the show last week and I'll not analyze it all. Yeah, I am telling you all that it's still in our hands and that we should still. Just pick up ourselves and go again. At, at the same time, I wonder if, like, if I try to convince myself at <laughs> the same time. But here, we live. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about that. Uh, before we get into that, usual housekeeping, guys. Uh, share with somebody. Uh, please subscribe to us everywhere that you can. Follow us on all social medias. And, yeah, I, I guess that is, that is really... Oh, UCL is back this week, so we'll definitely have lives going on. Be sure to check out those. Uh, obviously, we have some big... Um, Blockbuster games, Villarreal making our semi-finals uh, for the first time in years uh, since actually they played Arsenal in Arsenal run to the final 2006. As well as we have a rematch of a few years ago, which was around a 16 game. Uh, is Man City versus Real Madrid, who also met in the semi-finals of the Champions League before. Virgil, you can recall what was the results of those two games? Yeah, that was, uh, I think that, on our grid, that finished um, 1-0. Correct. Uh, you remember who was the one person who scored? I, well, I, know, I, I know it was a big deflection of Fernando, I remember that. <laughs> it was, it was. You remember who attempted the shot then, at least? Nah, I can't remember who attempted It was actually Gareth Bale, Bale yeah. who attempted the shot. But yeah, guys, so big games coming up this week. Be sure to tune into the lives for that. And yeah, we're here, we're live, and we're here to discuss the latest in football. I'm a happy man, guys. I can't lie to tell you, I'm a very happy man. I have rewatched that Jacka goal an illegal amount of times, dog. Uh, we're going to start, obviously, there, which was uh, arguably one of the two biggest games this weekend. The other one being the Dirk Classica, which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, but Arsenal played Manchester United in the early kickoff. And I guess if we talk about Arsenal, we kind of need to talk about the two games. Like, obviously, we didn't get to talk about the Chelsea game. Arsenal definitely needed to respond. And for what it's worth, these two results against Chelsea and Man United, I don't think happens if we didn't lose the games before. I think these guys needed a bigger reason to dig deep yeah. and to come out to put out a performance. I think it was, if we had to play, just as an example, look, if we had to go out and play uh, Leicester or go play Burnley or play Newcastle or something like that, I think we might have lose again. You know, I think these guys needed that reason to dig deeper and to pull out another game to them. And look, I could not be prouder. I felt like if the way that we lined up against Chelsea, I've actually asked for that for a while now. I think that we should have. Look, we have no choice but to play Tavares. He's a little mad when he's ready. There's no disguise in that. Um, but play a system that's similar to the one that we played earlier this season where he did well in. Play a more defensive right back in order to balance him out a little bit. We did that by starting white at right back. And simple thing as Enketia being willing to run has made us a bit more dynamic going forward. Sure, he has the loose touches. And he doesn't have the neatness of play that Lachazen might have. But the extra one want to run, the extra dynamism that he adds, the extra dimension that he has by willing to pressure and run on defenders, he literally got a goal out of that versus Chelsea. You know? And 
the difference one weekend football makes, guys. It literally went from mm-hmm. it looked like Arsenal were <laughs> gonna lose every game from now till the end of the season to now that we are back in the driver's seat for making the top four as we run down the end of the season. Um, in the Chelsea game, it was a case where it was really back and forth. Both teams looked like they weren't ready to defend. I am convinced Tommy Tuckle is a gunner because the <laughs> said all what beast side to help out the dogs dog, and I more than appreciate it. And against Man United, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but look at the end United with the exception of uh, pulling out Pogba, but you know, it's happy fans even when him there, he's leaving in the summer as we learned this week. And um, Maguire being pulled out from the lineup. They had a full side, right? Arsenal are missing the two fullbacks, they're missing party. And we have a striker playing on top who hasn't, who's the first time in his whole Arsenal career, I think, has started consecutive games, you know? And he's actually leaving on a free summer. And yet, I still felt like if we toyed with them in this game, I think there were times that we just exuded class just for kicks. I think Saka and Odegaard had a field day with them. I think Granit Xhaka showed his levels outside of their goals, outside of Saka's goal, outside of Xhaka's goal. I think they showed how good these players really are, mm-hmm. you know? And I think Arsenal, yes, they were shaky players. There's no denying that. And when you are playing with B-level, C-level, championship-level type fullbacks, and El Nani, who can be good, can sometimes not be so good, you are going to put yourself under some pressure when you are lined up against arguably one of the greatest players of all time on top. But I think we rode our luck a bit in those periods and we were still deserving of the result in the end. Um, there were some penalty talks that we we're going to talk about, um, whether United should have had more penalties, maybe even Arsenal. But I think at the end, they, they deserve the result. We're talking about Joe. Yeah, because looking at it from um, the opposition side, we start, start with the Chelsea game. From everything before and all the games at Arsenal, you know, got those negative results at. I just say, this is the game that, you know, you felt like no matter what going on in the table, no matter what going on from previous results, this is the game that you want your players to dig deep in for and, and get a, and actually fight and give everything. Mm-hmm. Whether someone want to say it wasn't a strong Chelsea lineup or whatever and everything, you saw from that game, both sides were fighting. Both sides were fighting for it because you're seeing how how back and forth. I think um I think you could see every time Arsenal Arsenal score, Chelsea come back. Arsenal score, Chelsea come back. And then after when they um finally pull ahead, you saw that Arsenal really wanted. And that's the thing. That's what we're talking about with respect to the past three results that Arsenal lost. It was disappointing because you know the quality of the players that Arsenal have. Although you know you know some might want to say whether this this whether you'll see this our UCL team, yeah, we were saying that the mentality is of UCL level. And we see that that's why and you see that's why many people were putting them in drivers to, to be the ones to take that fourth place spot. So that so when it comes so you might want to doubt players' abilities and whatnot, but when it comes down to mentality and mentality, you can't fault Arsenal for that. Because for the past before those three results, those three negative results, Arsenal were looking like a machine that was just constantly pressing on. So that's why these two games kind of like bittersweet. And I understand, like, I, feel like, I feel like some fans might agree with that because if they had showed this type of, if they had this sh- show this type of, you know, endeavor. endeavor and, and for those past games, they would have, this fourth place spot would have been lower, would have been long no, over and be Arsenal spot. Talk about third. And the thing is, if Chelsea didn't win this weekend, we probably would have actually have a conversation about yeah. third too. No, for real, exactly. But you know, if you want to keep, if you want to keep on look at it, look at and just find the positive in in these situations, the fact that these players 
switched up the mentality each or the season, started to push for UCL, they fought and fell off the pace, and now fighting back in the driver's seat, you had to give them some credit. You had to, you really had to give them credit for this yeah. because right now it's back. Football is really a funny thing, honestly. Football, the matter, how things could change in the matter of in the matter of a week, it's crazy. But just going quickly to the, uh, to the United game, United would say that they felt that they should have got something out of this game. And I agree with that. I agree I agree with that. Because mm-hmm. if you compare the Norwich win to this game, the Norwich performance was not, uh, was there was not United at its best, honestly. It really was just magical Ronaldo put, come out, usual come and just, you know, drop a, drop a, a usual thing for him. Mm-hmm. And then for this game... Oh yeah, we even talked about the fact that they get chrome by pool in midweek, dog. Now when we get to United, we we'll, we'll, fo- we'll focus on that. <laughs> but um, from this from this game, there were many chances from United. You saw many players, many people. You saw many chances happen. But honestly, I had to give all credit to Ramsdale. Ramsdale looks so good. It had yeah. so much chances from the fullback. Just just um, it had so. Much. I remember um, well, I know they had an offside offside chance from Ronaldo. I know they had a shot from Dalo yeah. near post. Ramsdale was just doing every Ramsdale just turned to to prime the hair in that game, honestly. And you feel like from and, the, hair, and, and you feel like from this game, like you can't take you can't take anything away from Arsenal for that. Arsenal yeah. I, to come to honest honestly, like we've been real. In a matter of a week, to to take three points, full points off Chelsea, a big big a big London rival. And then United, aside that troll history, that's been a big rivalry. At this point, at this at this point, it's back in Arsenal hands. Like everything we were saying weeks before and saying that it's Arsenal to lose, it really is Arsenal to lose right now. I look, I, I could just be saying this because I sit in the Arsenal perspective, but I and while I know like it was a trophies, um United and Liverpool are the rivals, for some no, for some reason I think that there is more bitterness between Arsenal and United as, as teams also. This game, I think, of the Premier League clubs have the most like heritage. To and, you could, and you could see that anytime United go in the Emirates. Yeah. For some reason, you could just see that. You could just yeah. see that the fans, although you know they do like they do like the other rivals, but they just don't like United yeah, touching down in the Emirates. True, they hate. True, they hate that. Um. So last week I said on this show, I think it's unfair what we asked of Martinelli and Saka. And I meant to, and I still agree with that. Mm-hmm. However, look, Todd, I don't know how often you could say that you have a superstar building out of your academy. Mm-hmm. And you see this man called Bukaya Saka, bro. He is dragging us to the Champions League. Him and, and Jaka, who I'll talk about in a little while, but even Saka two goes as penalties um, in these two games. And look, everybody knows about Saka missing the pen in, for England. And for all we know, dog, he could have very well not take a pen for the next few years, most comfortably. Mm-hmm. Ateta came out after the Chelsea game and said the designated pen taker was Martinelli. Saka took the ball from him and said, I taken it. Like the growth of this young man mm-hmm. the courage the stomach that, that he has you know it have and this is why i have no worries about him playing in champions you know? mm-hmm. every single challenge every single gauntlet every single obstacle that has been thrown to bukayo since i've seen him made his debut he has risen to it we needed to fully our left back sure we need to fully in somewhere else sure 
We need him to be the man to carry the team say less. We need you to start to improve your goal. Dog, I remember, I think I said on this show already that I don't necessarily think Bukayo is a goal scorer as a player. I, I don't think him as that. Fuji, he's on 11 goals this season. He has risen to every single challenge that we've asked of him and continues to do so. Look, um, at the end of the Alonso, it's not really all that, and we already know Malang. Sorry, he's not really a Chelsea player, right? And then we have, we talk about Varane McTominay. Dog, I, I don't know what is with McTominay, and like, he's the opposite of Jaka, you know? Like, Jaka makes one mile foul, he gets a yellow card. McTominay's make a million foul, and there's never get a yellow card. But between McTominay, Telus, and Varane, this man eat them up whole game. Whole game, it, it didn't matter what I've been trying, whatever I eat up whole game. He and Odegaard was playing with them. Like, I questioned Odegaard a little bit after those three games because, look, dog, we look to you for moments and magic now, right? And Shaka and Saka was shaking off the after effects of COVID, right? So, step up, dog. Odegaard and Saka in these two games was brilliant. They stepped up so hard, dog, for the penalty that, that Saka won against Man United. That pass from Odegaard back into him. And two minutes before that, a pass he put, where he put it around him for Enketia that they hear me. That save dog has been brilliant. And the way that he has stepped up, the way that Saka has stepped up, um, Saka is on 11 goals and assists. And if you do um, a collaborated chart of goals and assists within the league, the people that he's keeping company with Virgil, Sadio Mane, Jota, Bruno Fernandes, players that are known for end product, this boy's but about eight, ten years younger than some of these men. Eight, ten years, Virgil, and he's he leading us to the promised land. Of, and, like, I, I kid you not, I feel blessed to watch this man, you know. Honest to God. And one thing I want to add about Saka, especially the list of things you said about him, he have a kind of arrogance that's always also very humble at the same time. It's weird. He is, like... Like but he know you can beat for the um for the penalty. I just say he he wasn't the designated penalty taker, but he know as an Arsenal fan coming out of the academy. This is Chelsea. I want to be the one to put nail the coffin for Chelsea. Correct. I want to be the one to do that. And this is not just and not just to direct it towards United and what's going on behind the scenes, but this is you meant because you mentioned something about the feeling you feel a nice guy when you see a, a player come out of the academy and you know for a fact even if they're not playing the best you could still see fight from them that's when, that when you're seeing players are playing for the badge and not and not only players that come out of the academy you mentioned um um Odegaard. yeah you're seeing he play, he is playing for the badge yeah. united have a lot of players that don't play for the badge at this point yeah many of them look many of them right now Right now, after that game, they're training, they're looking at and next they week. Do business. But they but they have the agents on the phone right and, now. And the thing is, is that I think is is I do agree with it. There's playing for the badge, but I think it's more than that. I think these fellas, the dog is I think it's more than pride. Though. I think they see yeah. that look, we can do something special here. Yeah. Let's get it done. And look. I can take the Crystal Palace loss. Like, honestly, I, I don't mind. I actually watched the table yeah, today yeah, and our Crystal Palace, they're actually 14. They're playing tomorrow, but they, they're 14. Yeah, they, yeah, Palace, they should Palace, be a lot higher than that, though. Yeah. They are a good side. They are a good side. I mean, yeah. me and you kind of have yeah, to yeah, say yeah, Palace, Palace, <laughs> Oh, my Palace, goodness, Virgil. They beat both of us. No, both of us are winless versus Crystal Boy, Palace. I feel Palace. Palace is our top team. I say that. What is this? But, right. I could take the loss to Palace, right? Palace is a good side. I blame the Brighton loss on Arteta. 
because I think he tried too hard yeah, to overcomplicate things. And I guess how tough the wheels on Lucky Dog. Foster, real save in that game. Though. Real, real save in that game. Right? All that is to say that these guys have got setbacks even when things was going good. We lost three on the bounce after that. And they still managed to dig deep when the challenge got even harder when we had to play against the European champions. Mm-hmm. And then now we had to play against the side that we're trying to take the fourth spot from from last year and they raise again. And sure, like I said, I think that they were shaky moments in the game. Uh, I guess we could talk about the penalties one time. Um, the two penalties that both teams got were definitely penalties. There's no questions about those. I am actually surprised at how long they take to give the the tellers pen on this fall on soccer mm. like to me that was so clear right like like he literally just barged to the back of the man as he received the ball in the box and if he didn't barge then he could have shoot mm-hmm. that is i don't know why it takes so long to review that the longer one is not a pen to me um in the first half he didn't get no contact he just went okay he thought the contact was coming and i understand it but it's not a pen the cedric one I would have understood if it was given, right? Mm. But according to the rules, is that if a player is going down and it touches his hand, it's not a pen, right? Now, I understand why people say they could have been given. Okay, it looked like if you watch the ball and you flick with the ball, right? Yeah. But, I mean, he must be watching that side, right? Like, that is where Sancho is. He must watch that side. Mm-hmm. And even if he did it, dog, it's fair play then. He get away with it, right? Now, there would be another 50-50 he won't get away with it. But look... I cannot tell you how much times I come on this show this season and say that, look, we don't get the benefit of the 50-50 cause. This is the first time that I felt like if, yeah, well, there were some 50-50s and they went in our favor. Mm-hmm. And then for the Tavares one in the second half, where he fouled Ilanga and no foul was even given, which I found was wrong. Um, the foul sat outside the box to me. It was right on the, by the byline, if you remember it, while it was still 2-1. Mm-hmm. Um... And I don't understand it. I don't understand why they didn't get the foul, but to me, it wasn't a pen. Any of those you thought was pens, Virgil? Also, um, in the build up to Xhaka goal, there was a handball. Yeah. yeah. And I, I if Xhaka didn't it. score, I think that there would have been a review and we'd have got a pen. Yeah. But, but yeah. um, I'll highlight the, I will highlight the one you say with um, Cedric. I just say, you know, um, when those chances, when stuff like when stuff like that happened, I just say it goes down to 50 50. It have the, the clear and obvious ones and have some that, you know, sometimes things that do be a penalty that this give. But with that, I just say, it, you understand that, you know, probably a different ref on a different day probably might might give that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. Like, I understand but that. But I don't necessarily see, like, if it was given, it would, it would be like a very soft pen, in, in my opinion. I, yeah. And I feel like, I know I might, I know I might be able to explain it the best, but it has some penalties that you know when you see happen, you see okay, that is you know, it feels like those things are like 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 serious. Like if it if it if it goes against you, you feel like okay, that's a serious thing. That probably might set the tone for the rest of the game or whatever. Yeah, but I feel like after that, if after that, that not really going to set no tone for the rest of the game or anything. It it really was like a you know United want at that point United want anything. You yeah. know, understand from United United fans at that point they really. When you when you when you're in a desperate situ- when you're in a desperate situation, you're kinda you're grasping for anything, honestly. Yeah. So And to me it felt like if yeah. we attacked when we needed to kinda way. Like to me, every time we went forward, we looked like we was going on score. And the thing is is that I don't think we pushed forward more than we needed to because we started with very attacking fullbacks. Yeah. Right? I thought actually Tavares was really good against Chelsea. 
when we play the system that suited him. This one, I understand why he went with it, even though Cedric is a madman. But I understand why, because United aren't good at the back and we needed to score. So he needed more attacking professional players. And in terms of going forward, Cedric and Tavares were very good. Not very good, but they were good, mm -hmm. right? Because Tavares obviously scored the first goal. I am 100% sure that he spent more time in the box in this game alone than Lacazette has spent in any game, you know, period. He has season. been, like, honestly, like, looking at, when you're looking at him um, attacking full box and it's the way how he played for that, on that game. Yeah. Yeah, this man spent so... so I don't think he wanted to be a full back. I, I feel like he wanted to be like a wigger yeah, or something. I, I feel like... I, I feel like he just continued to shoot at it. You see when he sell Dalo. I don't even yeah. because I just passed across this brother going for the shot. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in our system, like how Contes uses full box. I feel like you know you kind of kind of yeah. trying to plant the seed in, in Arteta's eye, but you know, yeah. Um, wrapping up on the Arsenal side of things, Granit Xhaka, though. he has more goals against United than anybody else. Mm -hmm. The fact that he came a long range, I really not surprised. It's not the first one; don't think it'll be the last one. Um, I think that his reputation does him a lot of the service, and I really do believe that. I think Xhaka is a lot better than what people think of him. Um, I get that there's this image of him being very rash, right? And the truth is, when he not reached, he was, right? But ever since Ateta has reached, he has been so much more complete as a player. And he has been so much more impactful and so less error-prone than people are led to believe. And look, if people want to keep underrating him, then so be it. I, I really don't business. I don't want him to go anywhere. Um, the only reason I ever did want him to leave or, or be dropped out of the 11 was that because, as I say, I think that his reputation harms him. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess Aston Villa, he literally made one foul for the entire game. And when he got that foul, the referee came up to him, point, and was like, one, two, three incidents. Mm -hmm. And then give him the card. Like, bro, he didn't even make three fouls in that game. But you, you're giving him a foul card because it's his accumulative of fouls. Mm -hmm. His reputation harms him. Yeah. But... For anybody who watches him objectively, he we needed him to step up in Party's absence, and boy has he, right? I think Party for right now, like I think Saka is on his way there. I think Odegaard is on his way there. I think Ben White is on his way there. I think Party is the only world class player at Arsenal right now. Mm -hmm. Him getting injured was obviously going to hamper us, and the system we were playing before with the four-two-three. He was so pivotal in every single aspect of our game between playing out from the back, breaking the press of other teams, and then being incisive with his passes going forward. Mm -hmm. You saw how he looked against Man City in, in the Emirates earlier this season where it, it looked really like it was him alone taking on KDB, Rodri, Bernardo Silva at times. Mm -hmm. Him being injured was always going to hamper us. Should it, not, should it take three games for us to adjust? No. It should never be that, right? Mm -hmm. It did, whatever. It happened. But I think Xhaka has improved so much in these two years that Ateta has been here. And I think in the absence of party now, it has been highlighted even more how good he is. Mm -hmm. His quick switches were really good. Um, I think they were a big part of how we scored. His passing was fantastic as always. He's a second ball demon. Dog demanders win so much and keep us retaining the pressure against other teams. And coming this summer, we're going to need to sign a midfielder. That is without shout. I don't want a Xhaka replacement. Yeah. In this summer, I want a Xhaka alternative. Yeah. I want that for when we're playing against teams with deeper blocks, that we get somebody who's a bit more better dribbler, a bit more attacking potency, something like that. But for these bigger games, I 100% want Xhaka. 
you know, he will, because of what happened, he'll probably never wear the armband. If it was up to me, I'd give him it tomorrow. But he'll probably never wear the armband. But as far as I'm concerned, he's the captain of the club. As far as I'm concerned, Granit Xhaka is the captain of my football club. And I, I don't mean this lightly. I want him to retire here. I want him to stay here till the end of his career, though, because he loves this club. He plays for the badge 100%, though, and I think his quality is up there that he will never get the respect that he deserves, but I don't care. I see it every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he, he, he goes on as one of those players, one of those players that um, in the eyes of the fans, you know, his ability takes him, you know, one step, one step forward every week, but the reputation takes him two steps back and... He'll always, he will always be like a player like that. So I feel like, you know. So, the amount of time, I'm not like write down a minute though, because you're seeing something. Yeah, I mean, keep yeah, going though. Yeah, keep going. I, I have no problem with but that. But yeah, but it's so like with somebody like Xhaka, I think you can see if he had the experience, he had the leadership, and you, every game, you know, you'll look at it. And I play that many times when I watch that. When I watch that, I forget that he's not the captain, honestly. Because I'd be like, oh yeah, well, I know the incident that happen, things happened before with him. But yeah, you're looking at somebody like this. You'll feel like if they do progress and go and you and want to challenge in Europe, you'll need players like him, players that, yeah. have, that have that head that could. Because although he might be rash at times or whatnot, but he 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 not he's not the point where he will like you know go off and th- I feel like most of his red cards and those things come as you say come down to reputation or whatnot. And yeah, refs not really being too lenient with him as they would be with other people. And, who and do, the thing who is, do Virgil, even worse. in these same two games we played here. There were solid red card instances in mm-hmm. both games that won't give one. And look, it's not that I still want other teams to get red cards, in it, but dog, I could bet 100% dog, if Xhaka did those two things that Mason Mount did, and if Xhaka did what Fernandez did, dog, mm-hmm. you'd get sent off every single time without a second guess. Like they would literally just no, walk on the red card yeah. and go, don't argue, just go. Yeah, now, especially that Fernandez challenge, for sure he was. But yet, dog, these guys, who is the poster face of, of, of these clubs, dog, they get a bypass. Mm-hmm. But Jackie's reputation hurts him every week. Yeah. Um, talk about United now. Wow, we are 26 minutes in, though. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I can't like a little. Like, obviously, I'm very happy, you know. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you know, Spurs obviously dropping points. And as I said, I see every single week, though, the same thing about Spurs. I, I don't think Spurs are that good of a side. They have a fantastic attacking line. But if you block the transition leads and deny them spacing behind, and if you're so good, that you could deny that fizz pass into Harry Kane. So you kill them. I know Brentford was dominating that game. You know? Anyways, talk about United. Mm-hmm. Well, they were terrible against Liverpool. Though. Like That was a oh, given. Right? right? Shocking. And Liverpool was doing highlight real stuff versus them in the midweek. Like, no, you think that's how I go along. Like, that kind of thing is, is put your grammar after all kind of yeah. thing. You know? And, yeah, they were terrible. They were abject. Um, they, they announced Ten Hag this week. Um, I guess we could talk about that as well. And then against us, the only positive I saw was was um, Ronaldo. Though. Like, I've questioned many times, and I still do. Well, not well, I question him for United, at least. Ronaldo being a, a, a D striker for them, the number nine. Mm-hmm. I think his all-round play was fantastic on the day. Um, and I think that if he had better teammates, then maybe we might have another different conversation we have in here today. Ten Hag being appointed, Virgil. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Think it's a good appointment, it's a bad one. It's a, I mean, with this United job, I feel like many managers that they bring in, you don't necessarily say that is is bad appointment. So I feel like if, if there is no plan, they're not going to work. But we see 
a lot of things from Tenag saying that you know he trying to make sure he letting he letting them know from from the jump. I in charge. I want to be in charge. The transfers coming. I want to be in charge. The players going out. I I want my style of players. I want players suited for me. So, for one, he going. He I feel like he have a he have a he have a lot a lot of balls going into this going into the appointment. Whether he might keep this up throughout the, throughout um well when he actually at the helm is a whole dif- a whole different story. Yep. So I'll say all credit to him. I said all credit to him and United appoint him because we want because that's a, a, a top manager. He will bring something totally new. It will definitely yeah, be new. New doesn't know. I will see what that new is next season. Honestly, I, I my only question is Virgil is if the Glazers, if the United's board, and most importantly the United fans, do they have the patience to see? The entire turnaround project that Tenag is going to do to have to get his style implemented. I always say United like to United is really honestly United is copy a lot of teams like copy their formula and just try and yeah. try to try the best to improve make it. it halfway though. One thing that they have not copied and I feel like they you always look and give example to is when Klopp came into Liverpool. Liverpool was. I think he finished fourth with them. I feel like maybe he he, he was his first season. He finished eighth. Yeah, first season he finished eighth and lost the league final. Right, and I feel this man. This man went to what three finals and lo- well and lost all three. And decided he lost his first two finals for probably three. It could be three now. Yeah, you could be very right. I can't remember. And this and they understand they're sticking with they're sticking with this man. You know, you have this player. He brings identity. Yeah, once you give him these type of players. You know that you need to keep you need to keep a manager there to see his best. You need to every manager have, have the best, and you need the tools around him for him to reach his best. So I feel like I just I feel like with with Ten Hag, it's a good appointment. The only issue I just say is everything that goes on behind the scenes with the Glazers and those things because we know in trans market is not easy, and we know if you have no pull, it's going to be making things even harder. And we yeah. know right now United mm-hmm. is finished in the Europa League conference. We know right now United is trending. I want to see the Sui with yeah. a barnyard in the backyard <laughs> of the stadium. <laughs> I want to see a trade light running through the stadium. Yeah, you feel you guys stay? It's like, <sighs> but the thing is, though, it's like, where would he go? I know, and that's the thing. At this Should point, go buy him or something. What Ronaldo go? Yeah, Ronaldo really way really go and go. It's have it's. The thing is, I feel like if he leave, it gonna look like he quit, and for his whole persona, Mister Winner and everything. No, but but I think too now think now think about. I feel like I feel like te, I feel like Tenag would be in contact with Ronaldo for sure. I feel like he yeah. want to. He will. He will. He will not just look at Ronaldo and be like, okay, I don't want you out the club. He'll be like, okay, I'll present this to you if you if you want to if you learn these rules. Let me hear. Let me hear what you have to say. Because for me, what I see with Ronaldo and many people would like to look at it and be like, oh, you know, Ronaldo, this Ronaldo is like a, a diva and all this one. So yeah, once most Ronaldo, big players are. Once Ronaldo have youths around him, Ronaldo, and he said it in the interview. He says when he was younger, he talked about you know he kind of he was trying to learn from the the ones the experienced ones. Ronaldo honestly looks like something he's trying to teach. I can't, I can't remember what game it was, but I remember, uh, no, I getting with Sancho, a game before, he's trying to tell Sancho, you know, he won the ball there, he won the ball there. And then after, I believe it's that same game Sancho provided us assist for him. I can't remember what game it was. But you can see he's there in Sancho's ear. He's there in Ilanga's ear. Mm-hmm. He's trying to tell them, hey, I'm not trying to tell all you, hey, give me the ball this way because I want to be the star, you know. I'm here to do a job. My job is to score the goal. All job is to assist. 
the people behind, their job is to defend. You can't expect Varane to come and score the goals. You can't expect me to come and keep a clean sheet. You all are to create for me. You all are to give me the chance. And you see Ronaldo be there going to the A and telling him, Ronaldo just wants youths around him. Ronaldo wants youths around him that willing to listen and willing to learn. And, and that's the thing that... And there's another team that they should really copy. You've seen Arsenal with these youths and everything and giving these youths a chance. These, they understand we're trying to build ourselves back up. We're not, we're not coming this season and saying, yo, we're going to push for champions. We're going to push for champions so, league and push for the league and all those things. How can I catch 22? I don't catch 20 is the right phrase, though. But how can I paradox? Again, not even a paradox, the right word. But the whole Arsenal rebuild, right? So I don't think, if it wasn't for COVID football, I don't think that would still be here. I think if we went through all them losses with fans in the stadium last season, dog, I think you'd get sacked. However, I think if it wasn't for COVID, then the summer we had this summer, we'd have it last summer. And then maybe we would have be building what we're doing this summer last year. I don't think he had the finances. I think last year, dog, the net spend was something like 50 million or something. This year is 150 million. Right, and we had to take out a whole loan to do that this summer too. What I say is that if it was last summer, if it didn't have COVID, then maybe this summer of spending that we had where we did the whole this summer was foundation rebuilding that we did. Next summer is you know putting glaze on the top, you know. So I'm not sure, but what I say is like a lot of ways out of this fortunate to still be here, but things work out for the best in the end, right? And look, obviously, I'm very happy for where we are. But the only player at United right now, I, I really don't mean this no how though, but the only player at United right now that I could see actually like starring on the ten is Sancho. And well obviously Ronaldo could just star wherever he is. But like seeing Bruno playing a possession based system, I find that hard to believe. Uh, obviously Donny Van Beek is one to keep an eye on. He said it's a sin um not to be playing Donny Van de Beek in his first interview as after the ten hag announcement, uh, but other than that, Fred, yeah, maybe I, I actually think Fred has some potential to work with there. Fred, have, Fred, have, you work great. Yeah, yeah. And man, man, just like that. McTominay like is a League One level footballer. Um, yeah, yeah, people talk about McTominay. You know, he cause I believe he came out of the academy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's talk about oh, you know, but he's this average. This United lad, hey, the man is the man. Man is average. It have plenty United. He's for, worse it than have plenty average. United first. I, came I think the John Joe Shelby over McTominay. Yeah. I think John Joe Shelby actually can underrate a little bit though. Yeah. I think if my was so ugly, he might be highly rated. <laughs> you know who who you know who um. Uh, McTominay's kind of remind me of Rodwell. Jack Rodwell. When people had all the hoop, big hoops for him. Yeah. I don't know. After a while, he just mid table. Dog, I just. <laughs> anyways. Um. Then after that, look, I I actually after this game, dog, we still talk about the same teams. Oh, this is ridiculous. I am so sorry, guys. After this game, though, I actually started question. Like, I mean, I always hear people say that, I'm like, yeah, well, it's Rams. People saying that how Ramos give Varane a career. Can I start to wonder that myself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The dog, the man kind of really meh, you know. Uh, but right, so like, who you really seeing that he gonna want to keep? I meant saying that, hey, ten hours gonna come, he's gonna play the youths. I want people to take note of one thing, right? At in Holland. He don't really have a choice, exactly. right? They don't have the financial freedom that Manchester United has. 
He has no choice but to use the youths. Yeah. Now I'm going to say, am I going to say that um, Hannibal and these guys are not going to get a play? I'm not saying that, you know. But this idea that he's going to be fully in of just playing the youths and this, that, the other, I, I think people need to slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know? He's never had a job before where he's had the financial freedom that he would have been Man United manager. So you don't know what he's going to do with that money. And he is saying, the reports are saying that he's going to have a high say in what these transfers are. We don't know what he's going to do with money. He's never had money before. We don't know if he's going to make good decisions or bad decisions. Only one way to know, right? No, I don't think with that. Because I feel like, you know, he said, that's it. He coming in the job, but, you know, he coming in, he come in with this and saying, you know, he show, he showing that he had the balls and saying, hey, you know, I had the balls and I, I going I go to be in charge of everything. But... When does it come? Well, like, when does the fans, you know, the pressure from the fans that affect most managers? Because again, you can you can sign a lot of players, but sometimes you know, you know, yes, yes, do like one or two signings to kind of please the fans. I know. Yeah. With a team like United, they are a big team that feel like you know they'll they'll want to have you know big players on the on the shoot. They want to have yeah. they want to have some big players to, to be uh, alongside the other big players they have. They would not go in the likes of in the likes of uh, let's say um Portugal and and take like mid table people and say we know we go and build them into stars and those yeah things. like they're not, they're not going to do literally that. signed a relegated keeper, uh, Brighton centre back, a Real Madrid reject. Is that some uh, there's a random Japanese right back who uh, for a while I thought was a mirage and wasn't real. Like, I and I are going to be happy with that. I and I are going to be happy with waiting out results. I and I are going to be happy if he decides to get rid of their star players. Like, I asked I United fans this this week. Um, if he decides that, you know, he gives Bruno a fair shot. But if by January, worst case, is summer, he decides he don't have him anymore. Would you all be okay with that? Uh, yeah, in theory, people are gonna say, yeah, 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 United over everything. See, they're saying that. They're saying that, saying that with all the emotional that, connection. Yeah, they, and they're thinking in the head of, okay, they're seeing for a place of, yeah, we'll say that, but you know the, the asterisk is if you win a trophy. Yeah. But but sometimes progress don't always come with winning a trophy. Correct. Progress will come, you know, you'll see. Oh, yeah, 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 over tax, over uh, COVID, uh, COVID tax, COVID yeah, tax, COVID yeah, tax, right? Yeah. I mean, not like we did it like three years before that too against United, all the semi finals yeah. when Montreal scored too. Yeah. Well, we scored with Well, we scored this weekend too. Who who don't play? Brighton played Southampton. Oh yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. 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 But um, but say yeah, progress does not always come from winning trophies, and United have to have to think. Okay, let's not focus on winning trophies. Let's focus on one, gain identity. Gain a, gain a, you know, a team, a, a team put together. Then you feel like getting a nice, a nice core going. We on forty minutes. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, I feel like from Dennis, that's when Ten are going to Ten are going to you know actually make some big moves with with our club. And I say not to rush us either. It's oh, just yeah. it is incredible though. Like we even finished the prayer yesterday. We still yeah. had to talk about the fact that Chelsea scraped by and Chelsea yeah. lost Arsenal and title race, however. Last thing I'll say on this is that all the rumors to Ajax players is the most lazy form of journalism ever. Am I saying that Alvarez and Timber and Graven and Anthony not going to come? I don't know. But when last you see somebody sign from someone, actually bring somebody. 
Yeah, them things will happen. That's when he went sorry, do that whole thing. To With Jorginho, yeah. Really, do managers do? You remember, dog, when um Pellegrini signed for Man City and everybody talked, yeah, he bring this school. Like, come on. Like, that like, is not how really things does not happen. People have contracts. Speaking about Man City, they won 5 1 this weekend. And this week, Bro, Gabby Jesus got linked to Arsenal. The man decided, I. I don't know. If it's, I don't want to do things. Is that he played that <laughs> he don't want to leave, <laughs> or he play? Hey, yeah, I can do it. Come, give Come take it all. I feel like I and it, I can't remember. one day goes. This man look like hey, is me only want to get rid of? Like he look like uh. he give that look, and I was like, please. I like next week call Ling Ling Grish to ask no no please. Um, for what is what? I am not happy with this link. I am elated. I am ecstatic. I am a big fan of Gabby Jesus. Yeah. I've said this for the longest yeah. while. And I will love that. I think that he... Look, I get that he's not the most excited signing because his time at Man City has been very up and down. Yeah. Right? But I think moving from Man City benefits him in a lot of ways. One, yeah. it's not so much about moving from the spotlight because the truth is at Arsenal, if granted that God willing, we're going to be in the UCL, he's going to still be in the spotlight. But I think that one, he'll get a consistent run of game time. Two, he'll get a feeling of a fresh start. Three, he'll get a consistent run of game time in the same position, not getting moved, left wing, right wing, strike. Yeah. And I also think that at Arsenal, while there are similarities between the way Arsenal and City play, I think the striker role at Arsenal is a little bit more simplified for him. Yeah. You know? And I think that. There's real potential to make it work. And I'm a big fan of him. Though. I like I genuinely am a huge fan. I, I like it. Um as we saw this weekend, he's good in the air, he's good at grog. Um he's fantastic technically though. He could dribble. Like I think there's real superstar potential like Gabriel Hills. I really mean that dog. I really, really mean that. And apparently we only signed a Brazilian name Gabriel because now we're gonna have three of them in this yeah, squad. Imagine that's on the side and be like, hey Gabriel. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that. Uh, look, KDB every week is looking a lot better. Um, he's really looking back in form. And look, for what he's doing, again, I hear that I have to say this, but I actually really like to see KDB. And I love seeing him the way that he is now. Uh, his cross for Gabby Jesus was fantastic. This actually looked like a real old city performance because like, it felt like a lot of goals that we would have seen them scoring their pump when it was Sane here, when it was um, David Silva here, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, in the end, it was pretty standard for them. Mm-hmm. We talk about the game. Yeah, well, first I'll, uh, I'll have to give a lot of praise to, to Gabby because, you know, from everything that, that go on in such a, so- a short space, they had, like, the rumors, then it, then it went to, like, his 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 entourage and representative. They kind of... Yeah. The news that leak can make, and it sound like it, it's not they, just, like, a rumor. It, they, they're working yeah, on it, it kind of. Yeah, it's like, it's like those ones that, ha- that just happen so quick that you know, okay, this kind of have, a, like, a significant amount of truth to it. Yeah. And they did say that he is open, he is open to the idea. So, for me, I, like, as a, as, a, as a City fan, for me, like, I want nah, to stay. I don't want to hear you. Nah, you're lying, no, no, Virgil. You are lying. You know why you're lying? Because the same week, all you get linked to Holland. Stop lying, Virgil. No, you're lying to the people. I don't like that. And the thing, what's that saying? In the past on this podcast, I have talked about moving Gabriel on. And now that it's feel like a reality, I feel so sentimental. and I feel like I don't want to Shut up, Virgil. Because you I, literally signed as a, foot, as a football fan, 
As a football fan, you know, as a city fan, I want Gabriel to stay. But as a but as a Gabriel fan, I want him to move and actually play regular football because yeah. I know the, and because I know being at City and Holland, we know for Holland more like coming. Julian Alvarez. And Pep said he want Alvarez to come from next season. Oh, that's going to hurt this man. And, yeah. and you know for a fact they're going to always oh, stay on the Sterling trade. What does it feel like paid eighty million for a player to play twelve games? Yeah, but I hope not. But hey, but the good thing is, you know, him and Haaland come by. Uh, I'm Julian and Haaland come by. It's like, you know, a nice little hundred million spend there. So I feel like uh, that's true for two, yeah, for no, two so strikers. Bad. I mean, Haaland problem, like we say, though, is not talent. Cl- talent is clearly there. It's yeah, staying yeah, fit for more than five games yeah, in a so, row. Yeah, so, well, that's something that's, that's, that's for the behind the scenes. Too. But going into the game, boy, I feel like looking at that front, that front tree, and Honestly, they had times where some of them they struggled because you know your lions on on Grealish, lions yeah. on um Sterling, and Marwell Mares didn't start this game. And the man that that they that is being linked Still to being true, linked yeah. away, and I think you're looking at these players that you have so much confidence on, but the person that you know that not really getting the, the amount of credit and everything that he deserves. It's so, putting so. up this big work rate. This man work rate is amazing. He's tracking back, winning back the ball. Getting assists, this man getting a, getting assists and putting up four goals like that is uh, that is big. And he has said himself, yeah. you know, he said himself on the interview, he's not no, he's not no Aguero or nothing, but he just want to contribute to the team in whatever way. City, like him and City right now, they understand that every every game up until the end is a final. And you know what, for this, no, no, they're not surprised because City last time City put what eight past Watford, you know. Yeah, it's not it's nothing 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 that big, none that surprising, but you know. This game gives them a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence for other games, and not yeah. just the, not and not just pushing on the prem. Because don't get me wrong, these these some of these games that we still have to play are going to make it very tough for the. Yeah, I want to ask you something, but I feel like I slight tempted fate asking here though. But mm-hmm. you don't feel winning the way all they did against Brighton, and then now winning here, it feels like you kind of <laughs> see a lot of access and you feel like you're heavy in your side now, right? Nah, but you don't feel like you're starting to feel like if yeah it'll be alright. Yeah, no, for real because you see yes from this like because I'll tell you from the Brighton I was very shaky with that because we know Brighton came back off uh, off winning against <laughs> oh, Arsenal, yeah. or winning against Spurs, and then they beat on like and three then, one or four two yeah, of the last season. Yeah, and we understand that you know Brighton is a very stubborn side, and we know they have some teams right now in this Prem who are not who even they're not fighting for anything. They're trying their best to make it active because they could for sit for yeah, both in Liverpool right. because they want to have a say in, in this. They love it though. Love and looking at yeah, no, neutrals. So I'm looking at this and I'm, and I'm looking now and I'm like, wait, boy, it's only five more games and I feel like it's very doable and you're seeing these yeah. team those games. So you, you just want the players to focus. You mentioned you mentioned the Bruyne. You know, the Bruyne, yeah. the, the Bruyne came up from injury um with uh Valetico. He picked why well, he picked up um, a slight knock from this game as well from from this game. So these are the only little things that you kind of you kind of want to yeah, and you kind of want them. You want to bring back that performance he did against Real like yeah, two yeah. three years ago in the round of sixteen. Mm-hmm. But that, but you, you're seeing but I say the confidence you, the confidence again for games moving forward is you like the players like Gabriel. These players are not really getting much start. You're seeing them popping up and they and they um putting the big performances so. Right now, honestly, it's not a big, big thing I could say with respect to cities. I feel yeah, really that's why you're wearing a jersey today. Could that one more important then? Yeah, because this, oh, this, this side hurt my heart. we like, gosh, boy. But still, I always love this side. The side is, the side is, I love them. 
But yeah, it's a thing steady same right now. Is is City City still in first? So Jan just one point clear Liverpool, and right now they have five other ge- five games, five winnable games. So yeah, it's really in their hands right now. Um, I actually had something to say, but I can't remember what it is. All right, with respect to Gabriel coming in, I I love the idea, I love the signing, I love the player, and all I would want is that I don't think he should be the. Well, I know he won't be, but I don't think. So I know for a fact that we're gonna sign two strikers in in the summer, yeah. but I don't think it should be like okay, we sign Gabriel here and he is out and out the number one, and then the next one is someone you come in with an understanding to be the B striker. Like I want it to be Gabriel and somebody else that they compete and they push yeah. each other, because at the end of the day, that competition always benefits the club. It may not benefit the player, and it's sad to think that you're gonna use players at others' expense. But yeah, it's club of every player. And the competition is always going to prove is that the better player is going to start. Like, you say they got left back, right? Um, everybody talking about we should sign a left back in the summer. I, I tend to agree, right? Uh, whether Tavares has potential or not, dog, I, I, I really too sure sometimes, dog. Like, he's looking like a duck all sweater when he's ready. Um, I see him that Arsenal should go and sign Kukurela. Like, I would love for us to sign him. I, I don't think he'll cost more than 35, 40 million. And, like I say, I'm not signing him to be a backup to TNE. I'm signing him to compete with TNE. If he's better than TNE, let him start over TNE. So be it. I, I took business, but, you know, that kind of that mentality now. Mm. And what I like with Gabriel, too, is that because this season we saw him play really well on the wing as well, it provides cover for especially soccer, especially. Mm. Moving on, you talk about Man um, City game momentum to finish all the season strong. Obviously, they play Real Madrid. A team that's struggling for momentum is actually Chelsea. And I, I feel like losing to Madrid somewhat take the air out of their seals a little bit. And now they won again this weekend. They obviously lost us in midweek. Um, this is the first time since 2003 or 2004 that they lost back-to-back games in Stamford Bridge against Arsenal. Um, but they struggle for consistency. And the thing is, they need to get that momentum going again because they have, if they want to finish the season on a high note and win something, they have to play Liverpool again in another final. And they lost to Liverpool, obviously, in the other final. They have two draws against them in the league. Um, while, obviously, these games have been close to them, they have not been looking their best recently. And even against them this week, uh, West Ham today, West Ham were repelling everything. They did give away a pen, Dawson, which was the only fit center back that play got a red card. And literally where Dawson was clearing balls away is where they got their winner from. After Dawson gets set up, Pulisic uh, made a really good run into the middle of the box and, and got the goal in the end in the 89th minute. But it is telling that, you know, West Ham basically played more or less a B-side. Antonio didn't even play ball and didn't play, obviously. We just talk about their center back issues. Mostly because they had to play Frankfurt on Tuesday, right? Um, but, and they still struggled. They struggle to show a response after losing to Arsenal midweek. And the thing is, if they drop points here, which it looked like was on the cards for a very long time, Chelsea could have get pulled back in the top four race. And look, it's only a certain amount of games left to go. I don't think it's possible that they will. But I think they kind of stuck in that place where they find it hard to find that desire, that, that drive to get up and actually go there and perform at times. You know? Yeah, because... You're looking at the pos- the position Chelsea in, and you'll see this kind of like favorite to like where they want to be. They, un- they understand that you know it's not the best. They like they know they want to challenge for 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 more trophies, but they're in a final right now. They're in the, F- they're in the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. They are 
they kind of you so you kind of bang people saying that you know they're kind of secure on that too but but i feel like chelsea again like the the the, the mind getting pulled in two different directions i feel like yeah. they want to be in a position where they could like win these games i like, kind of wrap it up early and just like give some players a like, minute just to keep just keep fitness and stuff for the end of the season but most of these games are kind of making it very hard for themselves based on how they mo- how they, their momentum is right now. This is why some game, honestly, for them to for them to look like this and kind of honestly struggle. It, you know, you, f- you felt like you felt like Chelsea of when they were still in Champions League and still like I'm talking about even after the f- the, the first leg result. But like a Chelsea side going against this West Ham side would have probably like hit them like three goals or something. But honestly, and I feel like. You don't know where you don't know where the mind at right now because they folk they I don't know if that case of, of the focus then too far in future to that final and but it feels like if the players feel like their league season kind of done yeah it fe- it feel like it feel like that and I feel like the mo- mm-hmm. they feel like in a position where the moment they relax they might get a, a loss and they'll kind of snap the men and bring them back to reality it's like okay we're not as secure as we feel we are and because of that mentality they won't really find that consistency because then you're looking at like yeah, a patch of form where it's loss win loss win kind of way yeah, so it, it it kind of doing a lot more harm than good. I feel like Chelsea, uh, Chelsea need to, yeah, all well, into it right now. But you can't look and say, okay, you feel like you're, you're kind of far out of reach and you're and the league on, and the season was mm-hmm. finished because team because all could get dragged, all it really could get dragged back into that into the top four conversation. Kante has not looked his best recently, Virgil. You think we're seeing the best time behind us? Yeah, uh, if you so, yeah, fuck yeah, I feel like I agree with that because like injuries like, maybe yeah, start to catch I up with like you from like even from last season, people were kind of were looking at that and saying, you know, if because with the whole, it's at times where Kante was not, it was not, they opt, he opted to not play Kante in the midfield and, and stuff, but like now, he just he not looking the same. He not looking. Yeah. He look, like, don't get me wrong. He still have the work rate and everything. I, 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 if I could account the amount of times that Jaka dunk. On Kante's head, bro. We need to start to have some uncomfortable. Hey, <laughs> you want to talk about comfortable conversations? I don't, and I have made it very clear for a very long time that I do not read Nicolas Pepe. But in his first season at Arsenal in the Premier League, he had 11 goals and assists. Is it 11? I don't think it's 11. I think it's something like 8 or something, right? Either way, Sancho at this point has only made two less appearances than him. And only has six. Ole robs the wool out of Pepe, eh? And rightfully so, the man not good. I want to hear Ole now. Dan James has more goals than us than him. Dan James is the man that Ole get rid of for him. Justice for Dan James. Yeah, for real. No big thing. Swiss lost, well, not lost, dropped points to Brentford. And look, as I said earlier, look, these kind of results, <laughs> you kind of expect. It kind of was bad time, man. Eh? At the same time that we lost three on the trot, that they found that groove to score every little chance they got. But those kinds of things are not sustainable when you don't have a really clear path to create. Yep. You know, your, your, your path to create cannot be visited to Harry Kane and hope that he could find Son with his eyes behind his head every single yeah. game. And then last, Liverpool had their derby against Everton and for a very long time, Virgil was very happy. Um, and, lo- and don't get me wrong, I think if Frank Lampard was brought in in January, I think they would have been safer. They might not have been like mathematically safe now, but I think they would have been safer. I think for the most part, I actually think Frank has done a good job. 
I think that he actually set them up pretty well today. And I don't think it's the first time I think that. I think he set them up terribly versus Spurs. But I thought he set them up pretty well today. I thought he did well against United. I thought he did well against City. I think that they have been a lot of solid performances under Lampard, right? Now, there's a very weird balance to the score that he has there. So I get that. You know, he's going to have some bad performances, I think. But they were solid today. The first half Liverpool really had no chances. And Robertson scored a header. It was a header. It wasn't a volley. It was a header yeah, to put him ahead. Uh, Everton looked to fight back. And for a while, it also looked like Everton had it on their card to get an equalizer. Yeah. And then the man, he met himself. The Vokarigi. The heartbreak of all dreams. Yeah. Comes on and scores to make it 2-0. Yeah. I see, I, see it, I see it talking about already. People saying for him to have this record against Everton, you know, this man needs a statue, and, so, and some some were saying that they should they should get they should give Mustache a little pool and just have the statue facing towards whatever direction the Everton Stadium is. <laughs> and I like that. And that actually kind of cool, but actually kind actually kind of fresh. That them. actually makes sense. But there was some uh, there was some controversial controversial incidents that happened. I know me bringing it up, my my my. Money probably should I guess enough. They're talking, talking, but Trent should I guess enough for for in the in the first Trent half. Terrible, the first half, know. um, I think it was Gordon true on goal, and he and he. And oh, so you don't think down. it was a dive when he uh, we pull him? Yeah. Um. No, nah, it's not nah, a dive. Sorry, nah. I don't even want to talk. But so you think that was a red card? Yeah, I I, f- I feel like I feel like that like like any uh, any other team that would be a red card. The one when he when he had the um slight tackle that that came in, I feel like it. W- I, d- I feel like he didn't have he didn't get enough contact on him. I felt like it wasn't that bad. Because I feel like he, uh, he, inter- he anticipated that trend was coming and not coming in full steam and he decided to jump over, you know, get a little clip. I don't know. Maybe but I salty too, though. Because to me, so you see what man he do? When you're going to poke the man in the eye in this mm-hmm. game, it was it was Gordon or whatever. He kind of go and like flick his hand in their face I, I, or something. I, I, I didn't, I didn't um, get to like fully. I didn't see it there because you I, can't I was trying do to follow that. it on, on Twitter. You can't do that, right? Talk to me every single time, man. He play against us. He do some dodgy thing, dog, that he should get sent off for, dog. Yeah. I remember this one elbow tearing in his face, dog. And I was like, hello? No, don't get me wrong. I rate man highly. Yeah. But he man is do some real subtle, dark, stupid stuff that he just can we win? But anyways, no, for real, for real. But um, for Liverpool, for Liverpool, you know, I just say thing. I just say same with City. You know, things that hasn't changed. Both of them have. They both of them know what that from now until the end of the season that they have to get all three points in every game they play. But for Everton, it as I said, it it, it, it looking grim. It looking grim for them, and I feel like what adds that is from. Like some Burnley, you know, getting some decent results, getting some points. I was like, know what I thought, but I mean, I hate the fact that if they suck Sean Dyche, yeah. I hate it. But look, Ben, me in charge of, and it's two ways that I draw. Exactly, it's like it's like Burnley not making it easy, and I feel like bef- I feel like right after that sack, people thought, okay, you know, that was it. Bad time to do that. You all really going back down. But I'm thinking, boy, and I like, feel what going on happen is dog, and I maintain this dog. Burnley are going to stay in the... Re- These men are even confirmed relegated yet. Uh, Norwich can't get confirmed just now. Though. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they're not confirmed either. But I think Burnley and Everton going and carry it down to the 37 game week. Hear me out, eh, dog? Can't go down to the 37 game week. Where Goss is going to sink Spurs on the 37 game week. 
and they top for hopes that they and make sure Burnley safe. Right no, dog, bookmark it wherever you want. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Burnley. I feel like um, because it's a Spurs versus Burnley. Yeah, on the thirty-seven. Yeah, I feel like Burnley because uh, I feel like even from before, I feel like Burnley is a team that Spurs will will struggle on. Yeah, but Spurs not good. I feel like on one hand, it's like it's Everton and Frank. You know, I, you know, I I kind of feel like Frank needs a little ease up sometimes. And I feel like Everton is one of those teams where you think of Prem, they are the stay in the Prem. But on the other hand, every time City play Burnley, you hit them five. So I kind of, kind of want Burnley stay up for that, that reason. <laughs> so that is just like Klopp talking about Everton this week, though. Mm-hmm. He was like, he really want them to stay up, though. And I was like, yeah, he wanted to see that short six points go down. Yeah, boy. All right. That being said, we nearly hit our hour. We should probably talk about it. Oh, no, we did actually hit our hour. About our hour. In La Liga, Barcelona lost today, and it's the first time in Barcelona's history that they, or since 2002 or something like that or so, that they lost three games in a row in our competition. They lost to Frankfurt. They lost, uh, um, I don't know, I think it's three games at home, though, because if I remember right, yeah, they, they won against Sociedad in the midweek, right? But they lost to Frankfurt. They lost to Ralph Valcano, and last week they lost to Cadiz. That being said, um... It is expected that they will be upset downs in the Xavi project. The most important thing for them is get across the line, get Champions League football, and deal with the rest next season, come this yeah, summer. These things in, in, in for Barcelona, I don't really feel like it stings them as much because in La Liga, you could afford to lose these games at home and, and end of the season, very like end of the season, terrible, yeah. and next season, you need to drop a Champions League. So. I feel like for Barcelona, I I'm not even gonna go as far and say oh this is anything because we know they out of the they out of uh, one uh, they out of Europe so they Barcelona out of Europe could finish this season terrible and be in the draw and uh, and be in a top seed in, in um next season you <laughs> exactly. see draw so realistically it's like it's like you know it's like it's like it's like it's like when it's like when fans argue over millionaires and what they do and it's oh. like that that's kind of out of our league that's. Um, Frankie De Jong was extremely upset at being subbed today, and even before the game, it was rumored that they would be looking to se- they could be looking to sell him to generate funds for them ah, come this summer. Come on, daddy boy, daddy man, I need. I want a man come to bad boy. Which Frank are you talking about? Striker? No, midfielder. midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Relax yourself, nah. Nah. What yeah, but for what? Come on. What do you mean? You don't have a Rodri Zontal. Gundogan, De Bruyne, nah, Bernardo Silva. Fernandinho going. Um, fraud then. What else you need? Fernandinho is leaving. You need somebody to come in the midfield. Go inside Oriol Romero or something, dog. Nah, bring him in. Bring Frank. Hey, hello. Relax yourself. We link with, we link with, with Declan. I, I, I feel like I, like, I like I like the two options. I don't feel that real, though. Yeah, no, yeah, honestly. Because I feel like... He better than Rodri, from that, yeah, let's not Let's not Let's not go too far. Do you really believe easy. that? I'm a serious like, question to ask. Like Do you think Rodri has been... Okay, so I, I honestly believe that between August and December, mm-hmm. I think Rodri has arguably been the best DM in the league. Yes. Do you think he's been that good from January to now? And ignore the fact that he scored this weekend because he scored five DM that don't really matter. So you're looking at from January to now. Yes. Well, I feel like from January to now he hasn't made no big strides or anything. But I feel like I feel like the key has always been the standards that he has been putting on has always been top quality, surely true from beginning of the league. 
Yeah, I feel defronted that hand was given against Everton. Dog, no way talking about that. No way can- Yeah, I, no, I will, I will feel the same. Yeah, I feel different. He gets sent off against us. How are you supposed to get sent off against Arsenal? Blasted if I was he Dog, this is the same thing with the jacket. I said about that. Some men don't start. Nah. Roger is one of those players that, on that you know, he, he comes uh, on, on the day. Who is this season? No. So about this season? No, I don't want it the best. Like uh, overall? Yes. Oh, yeah, obviously, Fernandinho, but Fernandinho, but Fernandinho, so ma- you Fernandinho, Fernandinho, he must accept him, Rodri. Yeah, because you see, with those people, Fernandinho, Fernandinho, master the dark arts, and I feel like that would Rodri's honestly kind of try to do that. Face as me, gonna punch Rodri's tried the dark arts, but I feel like Dan, you like you're good, you're good at keeping the ball moving. You're good at you're good at keeping you, you keep the rhythm so good in the midfield. Just do that. And I feel like yeah, I feel like Rodri too. He can't he can't get get away with that. Fernandinho's our next I hope person. Fernandinho's our next person who just like respect like we talk, we talk about Xhaka. If Fernandinho wasn't ever player years and such like a big like you know yeah, we look at him as such a leader and everybody respect him. This man had to get more red cards, you know. This man is, this man is real brilliant <sighs> people. Um. Well, the reason I gave Virgil that look, all I want to see for just listen to the audio was that because I would really like Fergie to come to Arsenal. Um, in his first ever Barcelona interview, he said that he wanted to go to Arsenal before he went to Barca. Look, I, I am such a big enthusiast of Frankie, though. I would love to have him. Um, but yes, I, I do think that um, I do think that Man City is a very likely destination for him. I see United fans talking about it. I'm like, bro, I really think he looked at the play in Estonia. Yeah, but if he comes to City, though, it's not an understudy thing, though, Roger. Yeah, that's but the thing is, yeah, I don't think Pep would play him there, see. I, I think Pep would play him a little higher up. Yeah, I feel like my play him like, like how he played Gunnar. He should come and play for us. Like, my play him like Is that on. alternative to Xhaka? Yeah, that, that is what we're talking yeah, about, though. Yeah, you see that volley? He's scoring the Europa League, though. And, like, it just fall out. This guy, he just went, was, it was at the Europa League, the league, though. And he said, whoop, I need that. Inject that in my veins. Though I like to tell you, it is ridiculous the amount of times I watch Magda Xhaka goal this weekend. Like, I want to tell you, I'm so happy for him. I bet all I want 100% of Magda Xhaka kid next season, though. 1000% of Magda Xhaka kid, though. I never in my life. The only reason I buy Martin kid up to now is because I refuse to wait till the 5 of my back. But best believe I wait till the 4 next season, though. But yeah, Barca, yeah, boy. But hey, it's part of the process. I think it's though. Barca already signed Kessie to come in the summer. So between Kessie, Gavi, uh, Busquets to come in every now and again, uh, Nico and Pedri, they are midfield options. Uh, while Frankie yeah. is mercurial and he's, he, he's one of the best of his generation in that position, I get why he may be deemed expendable for them to generate funds to strengthen other areas. That being said, Atletico Madrid drew nil-nil. In, in Spanish football action... The Copa was this weekend. Uh, Did you see that? Real Betis won it. My boy Hector B went back, helped them win the trophy for the first time in 17 years. Jacques scored uh, win the trophy as well. His second ever career trophy. His first ever was which one? When they won it 17 years ago. Hector Bellary assisted the the first goal, right? Because it it was one all along. And they won it in the end. I was so happy for him, though. Like, I was really so happy, though. Like, heck, he bees. It's a way that I really love one thing. I really wish he could have made that us. But, yeah. yeah. Um. Also, this weekend, Real Madrid would uh, not play. No, they did play. They won 3 1 on Wednesday. Not today. Uh, David Alaba, Asensio, and Vasquez. How are you feeling, buddy? You see, I'll die, Virgil. Uh, I know for a fact they have some. They have some. Um, 
doubts in the squad. I think three players are carrying, but who yeah. exactly? Abano Casimir was one of them. And I think Alaba is a slide yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a slide out. But um, regardless of it, I feel like um, City on the day, you know, the attack, the attack is good against any defense. And I feel like the def- I feel like City's defense right now, on their day, they can snuff out. They can snuff out any any attack. And I feel like what I think is very good with City right now is that the only, I don't mean this is some know how, right? I know we was real joking this song. I don't mean this is some know how, but I think Ruben Diaz's most important element that he adds to the backline is his leadership, right? Yeah. He keeps Johnson in check essentially, right? Mm-hmm. What I think is good is that right now Johnson is playing like he don't need that. Yeah. And he's very much owning it. Like I, I will go to my grave thinking this. I guess though, I think Laporte has a lot of the tools to be have to be one of the best in the box in the world, and he probably is right. I really believe that in terms of the total package, I think John Sousa is the best of the three, yeah. right? And I think with him is just stay locked in the games. It's not even now. I think where I think Laporte has a tendency to sometimes shy in games. I don't even think that's the case with Stones. I just think sometimes he gets lapses in concentration. Yeah. Once he stay locked in, he good. And I think right now, I was worried about him for the pool game. Mm-hmm. And he showed me that he was very much locked in. Yeah. So I'm not worried about all the comments. I really do think all this should do it. Yeah, the only th- when you talk about, I feel like um, I don't know who will be the center back parent because I know Johnson have a slight little problem. But they and Diaz is close to being back. Yeah, he's close, but more likely he 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 is a, he is an option to start. Well, Laporte is Laporte is the one is the only one that is that like is f- given, that is yeah. given. So, I feel like with <laughs> you know with Ru- all, with he Ruben, might be the yeah. given, and all of a sudden we see the light up. No, but 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 it's a, it's a bigger problems too because Cancelo suspended and Walker injured. Oh, so yeah. Zinchenko will will play, but we don't know what going on at right back. So well, I guess he had a hope Stone. I think Stone, yeah, Stone would have been the obvious choice at right work, but at this point, it's going to be you don't know what you're going to do at that point. Or so, well, the last we played Madrid, last we played Madrid, we had Fernandinho and Stones in the back. So I remember that too. Yeah, wow, so I remember Fernandinho, Stones, Otamendia. So that hell of a Gabby, he's using that game though. Was yeah. so good. Um, yeah, that's really it. For, oh, and Atletico Madrid through nil nil. So that being said, um, we have mentioned this before that La Liga table is actually quite close for the top four is uh, Barcelona are still third uh, with 63 points. Joint on 63 points with Sevilla with a better goal difference. Atletico Madrid on 61. And Real Betis are now four points behind them. So there's a little breathing room for Atletico Madrid now. But for bias reasons, I really didn't care who they gain over. I want Betis to gain because I want boy Hector BB in it now. I eh? feel like, honestly feel like I feel like I really want one Betis to, to to make Champions League. I really yeah. want them. Moving across, we we'll just talk about the classical quick. Uh, the result is where we thought it would be. Some nice goals in it though. Mm. I I think the, nobody so they clinch the title with this one, right? Yeah. And I think that there were celebrations, but they weren't real ones because while it was the ten title in a row. There's a big feeling of disappointment over Bayern this season, and for obvious reasons. That being said, I don't even know what they exactly they need to do in the summer. But I think Julian Nagelsmann got a little bit of a rude awakening mm-hmm. in the Champions League. That yeah, don't get me wrong, he's probably one of the best managers in the next generation. But he needs to be able to sort out these little games. And it's a learning curve. Yeah, for whatever whatever reason, people people used to talk about um well, I mean when the close when the exit happened, they were saying that, you know, 
being in a league where you don't have much competition, you kind of you kind of won't be prepared when you go up against these tough opponents and tough opponents in the bigger competition. So, as I say, after winning the, the title for for them, it's very similar to like how PSG would feel. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, hey, Leo Messi scored you winning goal for yeah. the title, though. You know, yeah, you, you know, you have it clenched, but. Yeah, yeah, you you have won without what cost really. Yeah. What that really doesn't change anything for them. Talk about the more exciting league though. It was the title race this weekend. I will admit, guys, um, I think I had to give up my dream on Roma making this top four, which I don't mind to some extent, because then we might actually get Tammy Abraham in the summer. But one they lost to Inter. Which I know you'd have been really hoping for a good result out of that, but um, they got it. It was three one in the end, and the one they get was really a consolation goal. Mm-hmm. It it was really looked like Inter was about to like really mean like me and them though, like this ramming on them. Um, for a while, some really nice goals though. A really good finish by Denzel Dom Freeze, are all meant to open. He scored. He got his first goal against Roma in the reverse fixture. Um, Brozovic who. I think didn't have a goal in Syria in over three years. Had scored in back-to-back games, and Lotaro Martinez scored again. And then Henrik Mkhitaryan scored a brilliant goal, three-one in the end. Uh, Napoli threw away a two-nil lead to lost three-two. So I think you know with that, I think we're really looking at Milan and Inter being the title race. Yeah, yeah. But before we talk about EC, yeah, I didn't say about the Inter Roma game, Virgil. Yeah, I feel like um, they were hope and they felt the hope really came from not necessarily. And if we tie to race for like a lot of uh, from fans, the hope came from you know just you wanted the best for for Mourinho honestly, and you know yeah it, you know sometimes with sometimes you want ho- the fairy tale yeah sometimes with hopes and fairy tale you know the reality always outweighs the the kind of fairy tale. Because, I hope you know, he stays in the summer though. Yeah, I really hope so because you know they would be on track to be in Europa League, and I feel like come on you, you really could could you know win Europa League and they go into the Conference League semi-finals and they in the semi-finals yeah, they, right they now, ag- yeah. against um against Leicester so. Come on, like you still have, you still have a your season not your season not dead, you know. So you have a lot to play for still. It's uh, a five point gap between them and Juventus. It's not that impossible, you know. It's that they gonna need somebody to show up, Juve. Babe. Yeah, and, and and we as we talk about respect to like um La Liga in the earlys, and we talk about respect to Prem with title, title race, and top four. When you had to rely on other people to do to do the job yeah. for you, is you feel like you lose you lose one one yeah, half yeah, of the battle like already. Just, just win your games, bro. Yeah, just yeah, just win your, yeah, just win your <laughs> games. But um, yeah, I feel like it it wasn't shocking. As you say, it really looked like it, like Intercom that score a lot more. So big to big, I feel like it's you know it was sad for for Roma fans and well Mourinho fans, but yeah. All credit to Inter, Inter, Inter know what they're, what they're focusing on, aren't they? I'm a fan. Yeah. I don't know, you know. But something about him just like about when he's not nah, nah. in our upside. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm a Mourinho fan. I have plenty of takes on Mourinho. But, um, would you see Mourinho at PSG? I feel like I feel like he has the ability, but I feel like at this stage in his career, they won't I go don't for feel him. like... I feel like not only that he, they won't go for him, I feel like... He shouldn't do those things because at this yeah. point, Dan, you could. I like, like that he yeah. had Roma, and I feel like it feels like if he can at home, kind of way. Yeah, I feel like th- I feel like these like these are the teams we need to focus on. Take the he need to take like the, the the next generation and push them. He need to, he need to just go to these clubs and just you know Roma's looking for a nice little style of player football. You bring you bring these. You you go and bring you're going to win a lot more fans over with this. That being said. 
it can't constantly be like throwing the gauntlet to one another between yeah. Inter and AC. Yeah, and look, that, that yo, this feels like such a throwback to, you know, the 20, uh, 2010, 11, 12, around there when it was Inter and AC winning the leagues. Mm-hmm. And they just go pack out four to the dog. Um, and Inter looking to win their first back to back league title since Mourinho was there. The gauntlet was thrown on to AC Milan. They decided to let Immobile score four minutes in. Yep. I had to come back from behind. Virgil, I have spoken very highly about Rafael Leal yeah. a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. I think his composure for that goal to, to feed it to Giroud was brilliant. Yep. And you thought the game was going to finish 1-1. It looked like that it was going to be the case. Like uh, There's I, a lot was, of people that are going to give it up. I was trying to some positivities from that. I, sh- I don't know what positivities I should have taken from that 1-1. I and then know. in the second to last minute of added time, Imbra hits the ball back across goal and Sandro Tonali of all men was there to put him 2-1 up and to win against Lazio. Yeah. Crazy, crazy scenes erupted in the Lazio Stadium. Um, so that means that AC Milan are actually back to the top of the standings. They are two points clear of Inter Milan even though Inter have a game in hand. Yep. AC have four more games to go. Inter have five. It's going to be very sticky from now to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But you could tell Results like this show that there is. He says a belief to not stop, to not give up, to keep going, and to go on to try and win the game. And uh, you have to love it though. Like as a neutral, you have to love seeing that it's in turn easy back fighting it out. Like it feels like the revival of these really big clubs, though. Yeah. You know? And we hope to see more of them in Europe too, because I think Inter was unlucky with who they drew. Yes. Because Inter are very good. I literally was telling somebody today that I would like that whenever he's finished with the Inter job, uh, he should get some credit because for all the turmoil Inter were in in the summer, Finzaghi to come in and keep everything on check and to go again. And now uh, are still in the title race. And it, the, the, the odds are probably even in their favor, even though they're not top because they had a game in hand, right? Yeah. I think they were unlucky with who they drew. And even if you watch the games, they were very much in it. And we talked about that Liverpool side that about to probably win a quadruple is on the cards for them to win a quadruple yep. and he more than matched them you know mm-hmm. and to see Inter and what we've seen in AC back in UCL this year they are now top of the league hopefully they're gonna win I want them to win as well Virgil, just for you though I want them to win yep. and I'll probably see more of them in the UCL next year it feels so good to see these these two great clubs back at, at the pinnacle Italian football again yep. and 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 you talk you talk about um, the game against um Liverpool and you mentioned say I'm being unlucky. If you go back go back to the group stages for Milan, Milan in that in that they group, get robbed. Milan in a Milan they in get a blatantly robbed. Milan back in Champions League and we're in a very tough group. Though and, and mind it was tough, but you know, it had a lot of sentiment for that, you know, the whole Liverpool Liverpool and, and Milan history. There were games where in the early Milan you know, they, they shot themselves, they started slow, they wasn't taking the chances. And remember sometimes when they were relying on Zlatan, that was injured. And then that time when they were had blatant robbery towards Milan. So I feel like you, you're, taking this, you're taking this Milan side that you see that they have this mentality. They're back in Champions League and they, and they want to cement that, okay, they want to cement and stay in Champions League for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you see, Inter EC, I feel like I say both of them had, had respective bad lucks this season. But next season, boy, I looking forward. I just I looking forward to see whoever both of them play in Champions League. The only trophy that eluded Olivier Giroud 
in France was in England. Sorry, was a league title. He actually has a league title to his name because he won the league with Montpellier. Um, and he top scored the French league that year too. That is after after his PSG just a week on, and they decided to spend a bag of money. Um, Giroud scared PSG into buying Ebra guys. That is what it is. Um, but yeah, he has shown a really big fall of clubs over the years. Um, whether it was Arsenal, and he has two assists in two different FA Cup finals. Uh, obviously, with Chelsea on their runs to both the Europa League and the UCL wins. And now, AC Milan, he's showing up big again. And it's really going to be interesting. And obviously, he has a World Cup this day. How could you forget how well he would be remembered when he's retired? I love it. Big, a big personality from this man. This man come mm-hmm. here. Some some were saying, oh, this man, you know, after Chelsea time, Nobody really want him. Where you gonna go? This man when when Milan. This man is making a name for himself. This man is the mystery liable goal scorer. Boy, I tell you, this whole title race first first year, I just looking so good. I feel like yeah. I said from from a neutral. What 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 kind of like next year excitement over if you want to look at England? Is I feel like how the structures right now, Milan in first. But so you get a t- you get a taste of them first for a long period of time, but into the game in hand. But it honestly still doesn't feel like okay, Inter just win the game in hand and just go above. That's the thing. I think between Liverpool and City, like dog, it being so real, it is believable that Liverpool and City win every game from now to the I end of the season. Yeah, look at that. But with the tighter race in the Serie A, now you actually feel like there's a chance that this one could drop points here, this one could drop points there. I think about it. Even if in like let's say if Inter does drop points. It doesn't feel like it's guaranteed for Milan to push on for four games and w- and uh, and win Correct. all because it, they have a fight in every single game. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. I last we're gonna just talk about PSG as we wrap it up. PSG obviously won the league. Our news came out this week today actually that uh, they're gonna be looking to move on. Con- um, Pochettino Conte has offered himself. I am so not surprised. He's such a mercenary though. Like he just yeah. doesn't does not care though. I think Conte should go there though. I agree with that. I think that they are one player away from being a good back three side. I think that between Neymar, Messi, and what looks like it could be Mbappe because it looks like it's very much on the card that Mbappe stays as a front three in a back three system could work very well. I think that Conte has the personality to coach a club big like that. And I think that what Poch misses in, in coaching a big club is to have that personality, to have that domain, that that persona that you could impose yourself onto no matter how big a star is you could. I don't think he has it. I think Conte does. Yeah. I would like to see... I would actually like to see that move. Um, what I would like is that if Ancelotti decides not to stay at Real Madrid, is for Poch to go there and for Conte to go to PSG. And in time, not anytime soon, but I would like to see Inzaghi to go to a big club outside of Italy, though. I, like, I'm so impressed by, by Inzaghi, though. I think he's really, really good. He's one of the few battery coaches, which is to me that... I am so not digging at content to color. I, I really don't mean this anyhow. Yeah. But like of all the battery courses, I think he plays the most expansive dog. Like he plays the most close to possession based football and tiki taka and, yeah. and like really beautiful football yeah, at he's, times. He's back, you don't take away anything from, from, from the um from the game and from the yeah. playing. I don't wait to happen again. Mm. I would like easy to win, right? I don't. Mm. But he might have checked when he laid dog. I'll be That's not that's not only positive that but but yeah, talk about Poch. Talk yeah. about Conte offering himself to PSG. Was it also not? Yeah, right, yeah, so respect, yeah, respect for that. I just say, uh, yeah, you know, Conte will see that and Conte looking at that and saying, you know, he will take that job. Because for PSG, you you have people and you compare them to what, what going on right now with Poch. 
I would look at that. I don't really feel like Poch was a Poch was an up, uh, uh, upgrade um, to Tuchel. Poch kind of didn't really. I feel like Tuchel was still uh, was still a better manager at PSG than than Poch. Yep. So I feel like they won. I feel like they did not improve by doing that. I feel like they wanted to looking back at Tuchel and they're saying, "Hey, how we could improve from that point in time." And looking at Conte and looking at Poch, both are kind of like both are cup managers, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like different Conte, you know, Conte could could go all the way and push for a league. But yeah. when it comes down to cups, both of them, are, I feel like both of them are the same in that respect to that. Both cup yeah. managers. The difference is one has a commanding, one is very commanding in dressing room and one, you know, so I say he had, he had, yeah. He and had I think Conte didn't come up against um, that Barca team that year. He might actually have a UCL to his name. He did reach a UCL final. Yeah, you know, so credit to him. So I feel like bringing somebody like like Conte, he is a step up, you know. You're, yeah. you're really focusing. You really know, you know your focus is not on the league. Because, yeah, you're so, because it's, so, it's just so, you know, ironic that the news were announced same time they, they, won, the, they um, won the league. And you have you have the league there, but yeah. it's similar to, to Bundesliga. Like, you really have this. And, it and what do you room was that? That? Pogba gonna come in or oh, well I, I I don't personally I don't think it should be a Pogba type player. I think I think they should sign to Tremeni. Um and I think if you go three four three dog with two many variety in the midfield together dog, you have Nuno Mendes left wing back, you have Hakimi right wing back, and then you had that front three dog. There's real potency there. And I mean I think I said since way back in the summer, um last year that I think PSG should go and play a back three. I think you should have Marquinhos be that type of midfielder like that he steps between the lines. Uh and as he said oh, the back, sorry, yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, and that's why I would say Mourinho too now, because I think with a club like PSG, it's, more, it's less important of the tactics and that kind of stuff. I say less, not that it's not important, but less important the tactics and more so having the personality to command the players, you know? Um, no, but yeah, I, f- I see the content. I see the content move as good. I feel like I can't see where they're going to go if if they don't push, like a serious push for that Champions League with under yeah. Conte, because the players that they have, they have top quality players yeah and as i just say they're not they don't need that much improvement on personal to come in in the in the um in the summer and once Conte gets get the players you want yeah PSG could be a frightening team that being said uh just real quickly could we talk about real real city um you have a, you have a prediction for the temp fate again it's it's similar to like Bayern. we said Bayern luck you cannot Bayern can ride the luck for two games in a row i feel like it's gonna be similar Villarreal cannot ride Villarreal is a very stubborn side, but Liverpool, pff, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. If 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 you try to pop a wall for them, the Liverpool gonna break down that wall, honestly. And I feel like that yeah. yellow, that yellow wall they gonna pop there. Liverpool gonna break that, gonna break down that wall. Yeah, and I think it's like it's uh once I think Liverpool, like I said, I they tend to real rise to the occasion, though, and I, and I don't see them not going. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be similar to like what, what, like you feel when you look at attacking side Man City versus defensive Atletico Madrid. If the attacking side gets that one goal, the tie is in their hand. And the difference is that this attacking side clicks different, though. You know, mm. Bayern should be like that, but they're not always like that. But this Liverpool side, uh. So give, give Liverpool one goal. And away game a score prediction for the two games. For two games? For the two games. Okay, I feel like um this the first leg being played with. You know Both English teams at home. Both English. Oh my no, I just want predictions for the first legs, yeah. eh? Yeah, first legs, boy. Hmm. For that I look for that Liverpool game. 
honestly, I feel that Liverpool game going to finish 2 0. I was going to say 2 0. And I feel like the, for City and Madrid, I just say 2 1. I said taking it 2 1, honestly. All right, told ya. That is it, guys. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much. You know, this one is a longer one. Thanks so much to those of you who stayed throughout the whole thing. Hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.